0: Now that it's the end of August, summer's coming to an end. Don't get upset. It's going to happen. Summer is going to end. But we have taken a look at our gardens and we have realized there is something that we need to change for next year and we are already planning it and we're not even done harvesting our tomatoes or cucumbers yet. Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, Summer Changes.
1: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds. And must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste.
0: Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the backyard gardener, and
1: Batavia, the front yard gardener,
0: one in the country,
1: one in the city.
0: Now, get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. I'm not even going to try, Batavia. You explain the whole Instagram situation.
1: Alrighty, So we're trying to do two things on Instagram. The first thing we want to do is we want to see a wide shot, if you will. We want to see your full garden. So the pictures that you have of your full gardens, whether it's one single pot, whether it's acres, whether it's something in between that those full shots, DM those to Backyard Gardens TV. Those are going to be the ones that we'll be using to post in our Instagram feed for Backyard Gardens TV. Now, your everyday posts that you have of garden goodies and interesting things in the garden, it could be a flower, it could be a bug, it could be something in between, you can use the hashtag podcast, and we'll be selecting from some of those and featuring those in our stories under Backyard Gardens TV.
0: Perfectly well said. And also, if you're listening to this in the middle of winter, we still we want to see the bare bones of your garden, so keep that in mind, too. Um, that is going to be a real thing mm-hmm. coming up, too, Does I definitely want to see the bare bones. That's when things really come to light. So, let's get started with our listener question. This is off of the YouTube channel, and it comes from a video that, um, and interestingly enough, YouTube, in its wonderful ways, has pushed this one video out of this three-video series out So, all the questions get funneled to it. So, this one was on straw mulch. There's one on leaf mulch and wood mulch as well, but only the straw mulch one has been pushed. And the question is, any benefit of mulch versus hardwood chips? I'm growing cannabis outdoors organic. So, my first thing is I've noticed that there is a group of people that do not consider... um, wood mulch mulch they mm-hmm. just call it wood chips for some reason i don't understand mm-hmm. why but it's the same thing right am i correct
1: in, yeah in my mind and in all of my okay. research over the 30 years that um i've been researching wood wait Sorry. Wood. But, yeah. I've been researching wood. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I caught it, but it was already out there. And yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's so many things I could say, but this is a family-ish show. So, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. on the ish. So what is your, what is your, your thought process on this? So the
1: episode was around straw. So let's just take a, a step and say that maybe this person was saying as opposed to straw mulch, hard wood chips. So to confirm again i believe wood chips it's mulch period right um i do know and i've seen the difference between kind of how thick uh wood chips are like so there's the fine dusting of wood chips versus the hard like bigger pieces and the difference would be the um the hard pieces are going to break down um, It's going to take less time to break down. Even the second time I couldn't get this right. It's going to take less time to break down. And so that means that if you're using it just for the purpose of, you know, combating weeds, you know, managing moisture, then you'll be in a good place in my mind because you don't have to replace it as often, right? So if you're using it somehow, some way to perhaps infuse something into your soil, if you want it to break down. Then you probably won't be, it won't happen as often. Um, I'm okay with using hard wood chips as long as you don't have to worry about things like roly polies and pill bugs.
0: roly polies and pill bugs. Yeah, they're we go. the same
1: thing, but I know people call them different I, things. I know there's,
0: look, they're always gonna be roly polies in my mind ever <laughs> since I was three years old, and it stays that way. My son doesn't look at me and go, I like that pill bug daddy, but that's a different story. Mm -hmm. So my only issue, um, with wood chips would be, um, you know, and this doesn't go. So this, what I'm about to say applies for cannabis, but it also applies for lettuce, collards, kale, Brussels sprouts. You go down the line, um, and you'll see why I picked these is cannabis. You harvest the bud, the leaves produce the bud. So the bud is basically a flower, which is what it is. So you need the nitrogen, and the first year you put um, wood mulch down, it robs the nitrogen from the soil. Second year, it adds it. But if you're trying to grow cannabis and get the you know something like that, then you definitely want to have that nitrogen in there. So you can use the wood mulch, but you would just have to add nitrogen to it. I prefer to use um, hay straw. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I use in my garden. I like the look of it. I like um, the fact that it breaks down quickly. I like the fact that I laid it earlier this year and then I had to relay it because it broke down already. Mm. So that's a you know it's adding to the soil as we speak versus the wood chips as you know they take a while to break down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was just um digging up their two spaces. It's two two by four spaces really small they sit in between the beds inside of the cage baby and I was just raking up the wood chips in those spaces because I'm going to plant in them probably for the fall but definitely for next spring and I was going back and I remember putting cardboard there as a layer and then the wood chips and the cardboard doesn't even exist anymore like that completely broke down but the wood chips were easier to Uh, dig out one the space is smaller but two because a lot of them had broken down so while it's a pain in the butt and that's one of the big reasons why i'm not as big of a fan of wood chips anymore is because of the way that i'm in my beds it's really hard to get clear of them if you will right um but a lot of them had broken down already so i guess i have some nitrogen rich soil
0: yeah you probably do i mean Yeah, I've, I've read, they did a bunch of studies on it, and the second year it was a big boost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely well worth it, it's just that first year was rough. And um, cannabis, you know, it's very dependent on getting that nitrogen. One other so, note
1: when it comes to wood chips, and anything, and just keep an eye on this, You're, you'll notice this in your daily garden walks, because you guys are still doing them, I know. Um Anytime you have this additional layer of something, you want to make sure you're watching what's crawling in or out of that. Right. So low hanging plants, um, (laughs) no pun intended, Um, you know, you named all of those leafy greens and I thought you were naming them because of how low those leaves can sit. Um, Mm -hmm. I now realize it was more about the nitrogen for those plants, but wood chips in particular, based on my comments, Previously, in many episodes around roly-polies or peel bugs, uh, those young plants, and I don't know how young cannabis plants go out when it comes to them being planted, but young plants are like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for roly-polies. So just yeah. keep an eye on that.
0: Right. No, I was definitely referring to those plants as mulch as um, for nitrogen. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of put it into perspective for my sweet potatoes, I'm going to add a couple spoonfuls of um, potassium mm-hmm. to the soil to get more sweet potatoes. So, you know, different nutrients will do different things yeah. inside of each plant.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you, you bring that up because last year I didn't um, feed my sweet potatoes at all. Because I was quite literally confused around, like, okay, so I definitely want the sweet potato vines, right? Because I know more vines should produce more tubers, more sweet potatoes underneath. But it's kind of like, am I giving this some nitrogen rich? At what point am I transitioning from nitrogen rich uh, fertilizer to something that's maybe more um, even across the board or that has more potassium? So.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I was doing. Um well, earlier in the year, I was doing blood meal, mm-hmm. added in, and then I changed to alfalfa meal. But either way, they're both very rich in nitrogen. And I actually stopped in the middle of the summer mm-hmm. using that, and I'll go back in the fall, because I noticed that certain plants were very green and very lush, but they were not producing much because they were giving them too much nitrogen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, I love the way that this question has caused us to digress and talk about something completely different.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking at the (laughs) the timer and just realized that, oh, I also found a tomato vegetable fertilizer, water soluble. Oh, you know, I can't say that word, you know, mix it with water and then you use it. (laughs) And um, I'm like, oh, damn it, I should have been using this earlier in the season. That's my preference versus, you know. Other stuff, but anyway, here we are.
0: Here we are. So, there you go. Um, thank you for your YouTube question. And, um, I hate that the YouTube only pushed out that certain video because it would have been answered in the next video, but yeah, that was actually way, a
1: really good series.
0: Yeah, so and I probably do one on straw versus wood mulch because I've got a lot of questions about that. Yeah, nobody gives so, a shit about leaves.
1: <laughs> so, 2021's Batavia answer and preference is going to be leaves for mulch.
0: Okay, is that different than 2020?
1: Yeah, 2020, I was still like on the the uh, wood you chip are. bandwagon.
0: You were. All right, well let's take this break and then let's come back and go directly into what we're going to change in our gardens. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the backyard gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy, and we have created a T-shirt line just for the gardener.
1: To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have.
0: Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardeners. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest. I forgot to make a statement before we started the show. Can I just say something totally off topic? Of course. So today, I haven't told you this yet either, but Tavia, I took um, David to the beach And we went surfing and he caught his first waves on his own today. Oh. Super proud moment. I was surfing on the wave and I look over and there's my son standing next to me on his board, ass high in the air, (laughs) and his hands low, and he was but he's doing his thing. So it was it was an awesome moment. All All
1: right, right. make sure you give him a double high five for me.
0: How about I just send you the video of him practicing the day before?
1: No. I want you to give him a double high five. I want him to know that I'm proud of him.
0: Okay, I would say something now, but he'd he'd kick in the door. His head's so big right now that mm-hmm. he can't fit in the door. <laughs> but um, back to the regularly regularly scheduled program. Mm-hmm. So, in your garden, have you been walking around noticing that there's things that you want to do different?
1: Yeah, and it's almost overwhelming. Um, right? Yeah. I spent,
0: dude, I don't even want to talk about it now. Yeah, I, like I don't I need, even want to have this episode now. It's yeah, like break I need to like
1: take a breath. I need to like do some type of like relaxation exercise or something. Um like I really and it's there's a part of me that I believe chases, continues to chase the thing. Right? So today what I had What are you a, chasing? Um like chasing a fix. Oh, that that's not how I meant it. Like trying to fix a problem, right? So The issue is I'm interpreting things as problematic that really aren't, right? So if you go back to the uh, beginning of my summer garden and one of the first things that caused me problems were the cucumbers and watermelons. And so for that, I immediately started thinking about how I should plant differently, right? And so that's okay. But then it gets to I'm getting to the point where I'm harvesting things now because August is a big month. It's really the beginning of when I'm getting like there's a handful to there is a bucket of summer goodies. Right. And so now I'm getting to the point of like I'm recognizing things that aren't as convenient. So my list is growing of I need to change this. and I need to change that. And the reality is I'm still bringing food inside of the house. So that's the, the balance I try to strike. And I even I don't think I brought it up here, but I had my list of like, this is what I need to focus on next year. And these are the things that I need to change to accomplish those goals, if you will. Um, There's so many options. There's so many different things I could do. And that's where it's becoming a little bit overwhelming.
0: Yeah, mine is. um, Is monetary, like, I mean, I spent a lot on my garden last year Mm -hmm. trying to, like, kind of get it up to par Mm -hmm. and then i you know we talked about doing this episode and i was standing out there this morning i was looking at it and i was like son of a bitch i gotta find a way to do it Mm -hmm. better but not as costly because you know for me that's a big thing like i don't want my food that i Mm -hmm. grow to i don't want to pay to grow food i mean you know i want to come out in the green but there's definitely uh definitely changes to come so um, I think we should stop teasing it and just like come out and say something so uh, ladies first
1: sure um, so and I do have some comments around the expense of it which we will come back around to Leonard remind us please and thank you um, so one of the first things that I'm going to do and this is a pretty big and overarching thing um, I'm going to do less tucking in of things <laughs> damn it I know I can't help myself. Um, I'm going to to plant more in kind of blocks of things, right? Um, I've had this struggle over the last couple of years, and I have a bed that's full of peppers, basically. I have a bed that's full of you know tomatoes, clearly, right? But there's some other things that I'm losing track of because they're tucked in and they're not like with their you know sister plant. Um, yeah. So an example of that is. I'm losing track of um, my beans, right? Um, and we know that's a crop that has to be harvested often; otherwise, it'll just shut down and stop producing. Um, it's a crop bush that beans, bush my beans, my bush yeah, beans.
0: Yeah, you know that's that was my issue yeah. I I couldn't see them.
1: Yeah, and so, oh, but I mean, I think it's. I actually have the. Um, I mentioned this previously: the um, asparagus bean, the volunteer. I keep on freaking missing them. Dude, you know. so
0: we were doing an episode the other day, I just have to say this, and you were like, yeah, my asparagus. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say bean afterwards, you just said asparagus. Oh, I, I'm like, hold up, how come I don't know, of all people, I don't know about this asparagus in your garden? Like, Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you understand, but... Your garden is 50% my garden. It's our garden. I-
1: and so you were tripping about, like, had you hadn't heard about the celery. That's no big deal. But if you didn't hear about asparagus, that would be a big freaking deal. Because it's like two years yeah, of, like, yeah. you... <laughs> so it's an asparagus bean, um, also known as a yard-long bean. So anyway... Oh, those a, are the same thing. Yeah, it's, all, it's the same. It's two different names for the that. same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so... Um, Uh, Another note is if these beans get too large, then they're not as enjoyable as well. So we've talked about this. And I do think if you have to tucking in, if it's about like not you don't want space to go to waste, I think it's a good idea to tuck this in, tuck that in. But when it comes to what I have now planted, like I'm forgetting some things completely completely. Right. Right. And some of them are just getting too large to get to harvest. We're not talking about your classic. Oh, I didn't see that cucumber and now it's a foot long. We're not talking about that. We're talking about plants that basically have grown up. Other plants have grown around them. Right. Right. And so now there's a dominant plant and I can't see or remember that there's something. Now, one could argue that that's maybe you're, you're growing too much, but I reject that notion. Um, I had that um,
0: today, actually. I was out and I had my sweet basil Mm -hmm. and I grew Thai basil as well. And I didn't harvest any of the Thai basil because it was in between the eggplant and the Mm -hmm. sweet basil and the sweet basil overgrew. It It became dominant. And I looked down there and I was like, oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. And I just pulled it up because I first of all, I didn't really what little bit I did have and what smelled of it. It didn't really. It cut wasn't it drifting. for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I did, but it was the same thing. And I pulled it out and I'm like, oh, look. And you know how I am with airflow. More airflow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, it was awesome. But yeah, I agree with you. Tucking in and stuff like that, that's a uh, that's a dangerous road.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a part of one of our episodes where we recommend, like, this is how you can get more out of your garden. And I do definitely think that you can, right? Again, mm-hmm. you know, don't let space go to waste if you don't have to. Um, but there's also something for leaving some space in the garden, leaving rooms for the angels to play. Isn't that the same. Um, yep. But then there's also the idea of there are things that are planted that are taking something out of the soil that I'm not necessarily benefit, benefiting from because I'm not getting, you know, the fruits of that labor. Um, right. So. Well, think about it this way, too.
0: I mean, it depends on what kind of gardener you are. Like, are you going to be a really diligent And really pay attention to where you're putting stuff or are you just kind of putting stuff out there and, you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll see if it grows and, oh, you know, just kind of walking around, seeing stuff like that. I mean, you know, I like to think that I'm a really diligent gardener and I feel like I am. But there comes a point in the year where you just can't keep up.
1: Yeah, there's a point in the garden season where the honeymoon is over. And so I am everything you want me to be in those early months. And then I'm like sitting on the couch in my drawers, you know, and, and we're trying to figure out who's going to order dinner. Like at some point in the season, that's who I become.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We're not even doing dishes anymore. We're just throwing them out and buying new
1: ones. (laughs) (laughs) We're eating out of the last takeout containers. Like this is perfectly fine. Yeah.
0: So, um, I, was looking at my garden this uh, today and I was thinking back to a conversation we had Friday and um, I had done a series. I started my fall gardening series on YouTube and Batavia asked me a question of why are you only focusing in the wild garden for that one episode? And <clears throat> I, you know, I was, as I stood back today and I looked at it, I was like, you know what? Because this is the garden that I really need to focus on. This garden was two years ago as a patch of woods. And now it is something that I've been trying to get up to par and it's not. And this is like the year before last year, I added garden beds. I replaced garden beds. I built new trellises. I put the cattle panel in like I did a lot over there. And so now I feel like my focus needs to be here in this one area And by me focusing in a simple block, I can do that. So I need to really, and I know everybody's like, of course you're doing this, is I'm going to be amending the soil really well because I have super sandy soil. And it does, I mean, man, I can water it. And then by the end of the day, it needs to be watered again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like it needs more compost in it. And it needs, you know, the forest is literally trying to take it back. So, and I told you the other day, I want to add to it as well. Mm -hmm. So, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle, but we'll see. Yeah. What I can get out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a never-ending thing, right? You know.
0: It is. It is. And I mean, it's like, things will grow there, and it's still designed to let things go and just let them grow.
1: Mm -hmm. Like,
0: Mm -hmm. and I'm all for that, but then there's also, like it needs to have the best chance possible and it's like every year it starts out good and like this year I mulch and everything and it's like totally weeded over Yeah, and it's just like all these seeds from years and years of being in there they just they grow and so it's gonna be all about me like heavily mulching heavily you know redoing the soil and then behind it so if you look at it and um, you know how it's like there's the garden and there's like plants right behind it that are just like wild plants Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so those that that, all that was cleared out when i first did it and it grew back that wild (laughs) so this fall is going to be me going through and i want to really take all that down and then mulch over it real good and i want to put another cattle panel trellis back there Mm -hmm. because i want to trellis more food i think um i i like the green beans and my black-eyed peas I'm starting to get black-eyed peas now. Oh, cool, yeah. So or some people call them cow peas. How dare you? What's it like in Russia? But um <laughs> it's un-American to call them cow peas, I think, but that's okay. Um but see, so I'm looking of places that I can add more trellises mm-hmm. to my garden and I feel like that that is a, a solid place. Now the question becomes is does it get enough sun because it's starting to get tucked away even more and mm-hmm. more so that's something else i need to tackle is how can i get more sun back in there short of chopping a tree down hmm. so and i'm not above chopping a tree down because of my land but i'll do what i you know i'd rather not
1: mm-hmm. well that actually is a good segue into my next one which is um the garden like I have a limited amount of trellis space and I have to be very diligent in what I'm going to use that trellis space for. Um, so they're like a part of me growing bush beans as an example is because I didn't have to worry about trellising them. Right. Right. And I'm going to do one of two things. Like I have to make the decision between dedicating a space that bush beans will go to, or I'm gonna have to put them on a trellis. Right, not bush beans on a trellis. So I'm gonna have to do your pole beans and put them on a trellis. Right? Um, do that. So, do that. Yeah, no, no. But that's the height idea. But you like,
0: get so much more though. Well, I, mean,
1: I, I, I've grown them on a trellis one year, the first year for the front yard garden, and you're right, I did, and I felt like it was easier, I think, but I'm not certain. But either way, I have to as a part of my summer garden plan. All right, these are the vegetables that need to be trellised. Which ones are you growing and how many of them? Right. So it's almost like my summer garden starts or even spring for that matter. It starts with that. And then it's planning everything else around it.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that, you know, well, first of all, I just think you should add more trellises
1: personally. It's 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 like plan but it's easier said than done yeah it's plan B so um, I sometimes think about you when I look at my garden space and I remember you mentioned on one episode you you didn't want your yeah because it's 50% yours right (laughs) (laughs) so you you didn't want your garden to be an erector set you know and so like and I can I can rig up most anything right so there are other ways that I can stand up a trellis but I'm not sure that I want to Uh, so I think that there is some discretion that I'm trying to use and you're going to see this in the, in the the rest of these, um, items that I have as far as changes, I'm trying to be a little bit more disciplined in kind of what I grow and where. Yeah.
0: So, um, I, I remember telling you, I don't want my garden to look like an erector set. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I put everything up in the winter time and I looked at it and I was like, shit, it looks like an erector set. Mm -hmm. And then I started growing on it and I said, no, it's absolutely perfect. And then when I think back to it over the winter, I say, no, this is a working space and that's what this is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It matters how it grows and how it functions. And it functions, it's functioning exactly the way I wanted it to. You know, within reason, there's things that I could change, but it'd be very difficult to change. I don't think I would like doing it. So, um, but that being said, like the way everything is now, like I, I'm very happy with the amount of trellises I have. Mm -hmm. I have one trellis this year that is not getting used to its full potential, but that's a lesson learned. You know what I mean? And that's based on how I planted in front of it, this, that, and the other. So all these things, and that's in my new bed. So, Remember, I told you I put in that one next to the greenhouse. I was like, I don't know how it's going to work. Well, now I know how that trellis, the way it's positioned, is I can't put a giant tomato plant in front of the trellis. Shocker, Ben. (laughs) Like, you don't know better. But, you know, so I have tomatoes that are back there that are only, you know, foot tall. And I don't think they're going to. I mean, I'll be lucky if they get any taller.
1: Yeah. I actually kind of going back to mine and yours before mine. There is half of a trellis that's not even being used, and for someone that has limited trellising space, like that's that's a big no no, right? And so I know how I got there, um, and a part of what I do next year will put me in a different space. I mean, how
0: dare you feed into my next one? Oh, there and you, you have don't even it.
1: Know it. Look at how this yeah. works out.
0: I want to be more aggressive next year with my planting. Um, So just like you said, you're now coming towards the end of the season and you have half a trellis that's not used, as do I, I should have known better and I should have planted way earlier and I should have stopped being all wishy-washy and flip-floppy about it and saying, you know what, I'm going to put something in and instead of waiting and waiting and waiting. I'd be like, oh, wait, I think I have time now. When in reality, three weeks ago, I mm-hmm. had time. Mm-hmm. And if I would have put it in then, by the time three weeks passed, it would already be growing and halfway up the trellis. Yeah. And that's just the cold, hard facts about how I have acted this year. And there's, you know, room for adjustment on that.
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um, (laughs) when you said it being more aggressive, in my mind that translated into like planting more. Is that the way that, would you say, is that accurate?
0: Empty, here it is, empty space, stick seed in ground. Mm -hmm. Squash vine borer starts now. (laughs) No, hold on, starts now. Start in-house, harden off when it's done. Keep it going, keep it moving. Yeah. Come on, keep it up, you know, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up, you know. And I mean, it's not really rocket science, but at the same time, like, you know, I had this grandiose hopes I'm going to beat the squash vine Mm -hmm. bore, you know, and I was able to kind of overcome it a little bit, but I think I could have saved more time and had more. And now I know, Mm -hmm. I know for next year, like, I'm not even going to mess with it at that time of year. Like, or if I do, I'm going to completely cover it and just. It is what it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, just being more aggressive, like, hey, there's a blank spot there. Okay. It's on this trellis. Boom. Let me drop something in. Hey, this, this cucumbers, like I have one of my, on my trellis, the cucumber vine is dead. So I went out and planted another cucumber seeds underneath it. I should have done that weeks ago instead of being like, I'm going to nurse it back down. Mm-hmm. Like I knew mm-hmm. that that cucumber was not going to make it. Like I knew that wasn't you know I didn't know about the pepper remember I told you about the pepper yeah yeah yeah. I didn't know and it panned out mm -hmm. but I knew that this one wasn't going to so
1: yeah waiting and waiting waiting in summer it's almost never a good idea no there's patience there is the idea of applying patience in your gardening but you know a lot of us don't have a lot of time to just wait and see
0: No, and you're going to hear this in a lot of conversations in the future from me, but this eating challenge has Mm -hmm. brought that to light because if I would have put something there, I would have more food to eat right now. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's the end of the story. Like, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter anything else. The fact of the matter is there's a blank space there and I don't have food on my plate. Yeah. And I had to skip lunch one day last week because I had nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. Well, I take that back. I had stuff preserved, but I didn't that's the whole nother episode. (laughs) Uh,
1: So this is, um, I'm going to start with fall in mind. So I have start
0: what with fall in mind. I'm going to start
1: my garden planning, my garden plans with fall in mind. Um, so I've really, really interesting. Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. I've really struggled with what to plant and where for fall. Like really struggled with it. Like I've had seeds lined up in different spaces. I didn't start barely any uh, like indoors, which is a whole different conversation. Like I didn't get my fall starts ready early. So then I am, what can I direct? So, and I didn't get my fall starts indoors because I was still stuck with What to grow where. So, if you're thinking about your space in your garden, and as I'm going through the motions of what I want to grow, these plants in the garden currently are getting bigger and bigger. And so now I'm looking and saying, well, shit, I'm literally pulling out vegetables that I don't need to eat in this moment because I need to clear some space to plant something else, right? Um, And vegetables that are ready, like, you know, my rutabagas, right? Um, But they could have stayed there a while longer until I was ready to consume them. Um, So I'm going to start with my fall plan. Like, these are the things that for 2022, I want to grow in the fall. This is how much of it. And this is where I believe that I want to grow them, right? And then I'm going to back my way out of that. All right. So now I have an idea and it's going to be a loose plan of this is what I want to grow in fall. And based on what I want to grow, I'll know how much space I need. And then it's going to be, this is what I want to grow for summer. There are only a couple of different things I'm growing every year. It's mostly the same old thing. Right. And so that's going to help me, I think, become a bit more focused on how much I really want and need to grow. Like uh, someone commented, and I think the person deleted it or YouTube deleted it, but I saw the alert. It was, said something like on a YouTube video of mine, um, I commented in the video that I tend to plant things close together. This is my story, right? Tattoo it on me. Um, I tend to crowd things. And the person commented, and I only saw it for a split second, something like, um, have you tried planting things further apart? Like, probably trying to say, like why are you planting them so close together? And so I that's
0: what we do as gardeners.
1: Yeah, that too. But I was thinking about it and I had in my mind last summer how I planted in the front yard those ten by three and a half foot beds. And I didn't have that in mind when I started my seeds, even with the trouble I had with my seeds. So long and short of it, I had a lot more pepper starts than I needed or really wanted. And so then I was kind of stuck putting them in everywhere eating up some of my fall planting space right having me search all over the garden to find peppers you know so right um i think if i again want to grow in every season spring summer and fall fall is the end if i start there and say what do i need it's going to influence the long way around and say it's going to influence how and what i plant in my summer garden it makes sense ta-da
0: yeah Uh, It's, uh, it makes complete sense because I mean, and I think the moral of the story is you want to focus on your fall garden a little bit more. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. I don't want my fall garden to be an afterthought and that's what it's been the last three years for sure.
0: So for me this year, it's funny. I was having the same issue as you and then all of a sudden stuff started to die. And there's space opened up. There's now new real estate, mm-hmm. so it kind of worked out pretty good <laughs> in, in my part. But um, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Uh, you know, I used an app at one point, and I had talked to them about advertising on the show and stuff. And I am so glad we didn't advertise because they changed their app. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy as like a grid. And I sent you pictures of it before. Mm-hmm and you would put in different things and it was great, but then they made it to where like you could change like your carrot to like different types of different varieties of carrots and just way over complicated it to the point now where I'm like, great, I'm not going to use this. So, um, you know, I'm currently use cause it was a quick way for me to, you know, make a plan and be able to visually look at it before mm-hmm. I made it, you know, the final plan in the notebook. And, um, <laughs> You know, being able to look at something. So, like, I still will continue to focus on my summer garden. And, but I, I'm the same as you is I need to weave in, like, okay, where am I going to end up putting this? What am I going to end up planting? Mm-hmm. And how can I put it in? And this year, I started that with my sweet potatoes. So, I thought, okay, when my sweet potatoes come out, I know they're going to come out, you know, end of September, maybe early October, somewhere in there. What can I put in their place to still get something to harvest? Yeah, and so that I have a plan for that, you know, like I can sow my winter carrots, I can sow a set of radishes, mm-hmm. and some lettuce or um something like that. So I definitely am trying that this year, but it's interesting to kind of start because that's an easy one too because the whole bed is one thing. So when everything comes out, it's empty. Yeah, that goes back to my else, That goes back to my parts. I think
1: my first one when it comes to like plant like things together right yeah. you know because um, depending on what it is the like thing is if you're harvesting all at once yeah you have a completely empty space now um, which is you know a gift for a gardener right like yeah yeah and I mean you know I
0: don't really focus on like hey this was here I shouldn't plant this behind it really and I don't know if I should or shouldn't focus more on that but I'm more worried about just space I'm figuring like you know what I'll mend the soil I'll put compost in and it'll it'll take care of itself
1: Yeah, I definitely do worry about that. And I'm using worry loosely. I do consider that, um, Um, especially for some plants like potatoes, because there are horror stories about what you've planted after potatoes, yada, yada, yada. Um, And obviously, you know, the nightshade family. They're the biggest bullies in the garden when it comes to not, don't plant this afterwards or. Well, everything's a nightshade. Yeah, I know. That's the whole point. right? <laughs> like, um, what is it? I think brassicas and nightshades are the ones that give you the most trouble when it comes to this idea of um, friends and foes and rotating of crops and all of that good stuff.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, and so that is one reason to why I want to restructure my garden. The, the wild garden, mm-hmm. because I actually want to um, I'm thinking about making that a solid place to continuously plant my tomatoes year after year. I mm-hmm. would like to move them over there. Um, we'll see how that goes. But that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. And um, I don't I just I don't know how that's going to work because they get man. That Like you said, they're bullies. They get big. Mm-hmm. They they shade. They mm-hmm. crowd. Uh, you know, if I'm going to continuously do indeterminate, that is. Now, if I do determinate, it, it's not a big deal. They yeah. don't get super big. I'm not total. I'm not I haven't decided what I want to do yet I know that my tomatoes probably have about there's possibility that in about um, 10 days they could be gone forever
1: mm-hmm.
0: because we have a storm that oh, might yeah. be a brewing out there okay. well, so by the time this airs I might not have tomatoes anymore but you know it is what it is they've a been determinate tea, variety yeah yeah they've been good they've been slow lately
1: yeah. but it's okay all right, I think it's yours. Um
0: for me, it's you know, um I want to take my strawberries that I have let just grow wild in front of that garden bed and I want to clean them up and give them some separation. So it goes back into that whole spacing thing that you brought up mm-hmm. is more spacing. So um there needs to be a little bit more room in between them. I feel like I'll get a better harvest if that happens and it'll be a little bit more under control. And if I dig them up correctly, I can kind of move them around and maybe make, you know, squeeze in a little bit more into those areas. So that's my plan. if that happens, you know, if it works that way, I don't know. But I've noticed that my strawberries, when I get them, they're smaller than I would like. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that it's because they're starting to overcrowd themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. Does That make sense.
1: It does, and so um, I was. I think I'm just going to add on to yours and not go for it. Use it, but um, I've hinted at my strawberry bed just not being satisfying. Um, yeah, and I'm going to re- spend some time researching it this fall. Um, like I need to make some decisions because it's just not exactly that not satisfying. Right. It's like an empty bed. Basically you get, it's the one of the first producers of the spring and then that's that. So I'm going to research what I can do to either improve the, the yield from those plants, um, or make the decision. So this is the thing we talk about in every other episode, like make the decision to yank the plants. Um, so I'll figure that out for, I guess, if I do anything, it would be in spring. So not necessarily summer, but it should start giving me fruit in summer if I do something to improve it. Uh, So I guess it does impact my summer garden. Um, That's, it bothers me because I basically don't eat strawberries during the summer because I'm waiting on the three that I'm going to get for my garden. And obviously that's space that isn't being utilized to its full potential. Um, So there's that. Um, And it's either going to stay there or either new strawberries are going to go in, I'm going to improve the strawberry plants that are already there, or I'm not going to grow strawberry plants um, or strawberries. And there's nothing
0: that says you have to grow strawberries, potatoes. Yeah, No,
1: absolutely not. I actually was thinking about like um, fruit and fruit trees and bushes and things. And I'll need to hear from some people that are more local to me. I just don't know how much I should be really expecting from where I'm growing it. If dude, when sense. I
0: lived in, in uh, Massachusetts, it got as cold as where you are, and dude, raspberries everywhere, blueberries, you know, I mean, my my neighbor had a raspberry bush that was six feet wide, full of raspberries, Yeah. so, and, you know, that's that's a big, so, that's a big to-do, especially when you can't go to the grocery store and get a raspberry to last you more than 24 hours in your own refrigerator.
1: Absolutely, but this could be a thing, remember... Well, not remember because I don't mention it often. This strawberry bed, four by four, is sitting on the concrete patio. For all I know, all of the nutrition that it needs is getting washed out with each watering. And I'm being a little bit extreme when I say each watering. But you and I both know that soil escapes from those beds that sit on the concrete patio. I get a ton of food from those beds that are out there. But strawberries may not be the thing. I don't know. But that's the whole point of me researching it because I just may not have it in the best place. And if there's anything that leads me to, and I don't know, I'll be able to find out definitively if there's anything that leads me to believe that, then I have like one more idea about where they're going to go. Because this is what I I was saying in the last episode. I I feel like I want to pound because I really wanted to come across to you. But to me also, there are a few different considerations I have my strawberry bed covered because I don't have to worry about the uh, squirrels getting to them. If I move those strawberries, and just use this as an example for anything that you're growing that you have to take some extra step for. If I move those strawberries, where am I going to be able to comfortably cover that bed? Right? It may not be meant for me to grow strawberries. I'm going to have to live yeah. with that if it's the case.
0: And that's okay. You know, that's okay. It's it's There's nothing that says, and I feel... so. Um, I feel like sometimes there's pressure for people That like hey if I don't grow this Like if I don't grow a tomato this year Like it's you know it's not a real garden And that's not necessarily true Like if you struggle to grow something You don't have to grow it You know if you don't like something You don't have to grow it Agreed
1: so. and I think I couldn't agree more But I will say for me It's the cost It's the upfront cost I pay like two bucks for each of those plants you know, yeah. and so at this point I'm chasing like I, I haven't gotten my well, maybe I have at some point. I'm thinking like I have to continue to chase these strawberries because this was a real investment. This isn't this wasn't a, you know, one tomato seedling that I bought from Home Depot. This wasn't one package of seeds like I don't know. What's the math? That's like 60, 70 bucks. Right. <laughs> so I could if it I may had to cover them, that. I would
0: throw them out. Hmm? There's no way if I had to cover them, I would get rid of them.
1: Well, that's because you don't like to do things like cover.
0: No, that's not why. The reason why is because it's for such a little time to harvest and a little bit of enjoyment and all that effort to keep them covered and have that just kind of clunky in the garden for that, you know, it's just not worth Mm -hmm, it to me. mm -hmm. You know, I will cover something if I have, like I'm going to have to do something with the zucchini next year. Mm -hmm. So I'll cover it. I got the fabric to cover it this year. I just decided not to use it. Like I'm going to cover it, but... I will get a lot more. Like I cover it for six weeks, and I get pounds of food off of it. Versus, I cover strawberries, and I get what a pint of strawberries. Maybe did you see know, the, how much?
1: You see that the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know
0: if you were like secretly rolling your eyes at me, or if you were like, "No, there's something going on." No, I was
1: looking up at the thought that was in my head. You know, the little thought bubble. Um, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about you know that could be a space to cover. Um, zucchini if I planted it the next year and I know I'm not, I'm not committing to pl- planting zucchini again or squash and I'm not committing to covering it because I'm damn sure not committing to hand pollination um, but I think that's an excellent point when it comes to um, all of the efforts that will go into have gone into would continue to go into if I stick with the strawberries and it becomes a very um, high maintenance space. Um, and it's actually a really, really good topic. And I'm going to pull it back in in just a second. It's, you're not getting what you thought you would get, right? And how long do you keep up the chase? And then how long is it before you just say, okay, fine, I'm going to move on. I mean, it's uh, the only example I have at the top of my head is the strawberries, right? So I made the investment more money than you would normally spend. But the idea of, because they're perennial, Right. So it's like buying a bunch of, uh, you know, herbs that may come back. Right. It's the I can pay a little bit more for them because they're going to return. But right. when they don't in the same way that you want them to, how many years is how many years is too many, I guess, is the bottom line. So.
0: Well, so for me, it's not when they don't return. It's when they don't. Well, it's that. And how much of that valuable space are they taking? up? You know, because if you were a farmer, you would cut that. You'd pull that out a long time ago. It yeah. would be gone. Yeah. My neighbor's blueberry
1: bush is year two, and it hasn't produced blueberries yet. And I mean, for her, it's fine. You know, I'm sure she'd want blueberries. And we've talked about this very briefly. It's the how much you have to plant to get what you want. And at this point, I don't feel like my strawberries are, and I don't want to, I mean, insert whatever plant is like this for you. So it ain't all about the strawberries. But the strawberries aren't, that's the only thing I haven't overcrowded, right? They have a good... Spacing um, the plants always look health, healthy. They're just not given a lot, and it, who knows? It could be the the type of the everbearing is what I'm growing. Who knows? That goes back to the idea of researching it, determining if I'm going to stick with it um, or if I'm going to move on. So I'm um, resting my case right. there, and that's going to be my one because I went so long <clears> on it.
0: No, that's fine. So, and I think honestly, at this point, the important. Like I think the, the lesson to be had out of this episode here is we're always kind of moving forward in our gardens and thinking about stuff that needs to be changed, things we don't like. You know, there's key times in which you sit back and you look at this. And for me, it's, it's now, you know, at the end of each season – We turn around and we look at these things and we say, what can we change? What's going to be different? And you know what? Next summer, it's going to be the same thing. There's going to be something else that changes. You're never going to have that perfect garden. You know, you might get, you know, like I've got a bed now that I'm like, you know what? I keep this bed the same way and keep it going. And that's fine. But we're always going to be making changes. And so it's important to do your diligence and keep a watchful eye and just because something doesn't produce like doesn't mean like, oh, I can't grow it. But understand why it's not producing mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because then you might be able to just tweak something and get that to change. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah. 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 That's my hope. Um, and I think it's worth the, the wild. Um, I'll be honest. though. if I hadn't, I bought those blueberry plants a couple of years ago, paid for them, paid for shipping and all that crap. And I pulled them and I moved on. Right. Um, and I knew why I struggled with them based on the way I planted them and all of that good stuff. Um, I th- perennial plants, vegetable plants, are um, in conflict with the way that I like to garden. Right? right. It takes a long time for me. Like even my lovely front yard flower bed, with the intent of growing primarily perennials. It's a struggle for me because I can't really feed the fix of these pretty annuals that I may like, or more specifically changing things. And so while it's a lot of work, I actually enjoy having the ability to change things in my vegetable and garden, right? Um, And anything that plant there that's perennial, I'm kind of stuck with it. So I kind of come in, I'm like, I... <laughs> I come in I the and, I, and there's a bit, I despise the strawberry plants because I can't be moving you every year and all that stuff. So, anyway,
0: I am the total opposite. I love the fact that I don't have to move my strawberries in that place. That spot is taken care of. Mm-hmm. My blueberries, same thing. Um, you know, now I, I do have a question before we move on to the recipe Is you were going to say something about the costs.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I have. Um, This year is the year. So the last four years, I'd say 18, 19, 20, three years, I've really invested monetarily into the garden, right? I've poured money into it. Uh, This year was the first year that I've reached the space and this was a part of the plan where I'm going to basically work within whatever I already have. Right. We had one bed that was built based on some recycled landscape fabric or landscape timbers. Um, but there was no like construction cost, if you will. Um, and right now I'm looking at this, knowing what I spent these previous years and I am driven to get the most out of it. So that's the reason why I'm like last year, I had one or two beds that weren't planted and I come into this year and I'm just like, well, no, I need to get these things planted because it's almost like I don't have a calculator saying I'm breaking even now, but it's important for me to feel like I am um, getting value from a production perspective, right? Right. So that was it, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, and you know, for what I want to do, I'm thinking that is going to cost me like a hundred bucks. You know, now that I, you know, I can, I've finally figured out how to build trellises cheap Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. Like I think I can manage, manage it pretty well. So it's not going to be that big a deal, but I get, you know, I want to get the maximum value out of everything too. And those beds that I replace, like the reason why I spent a little bit more money and did what I did last year was so that I knew that I could get them for longer and Mm -hmm. make that money stretch. Yeah. And that's, that's really important to me is to make that money stretch because I don't want, you know, I don't want to have a hundred dollar tomato. I don't want that, you know, and I don't have hundred dollar tomatoes this year. So (laughs) I'm happy with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a common thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I have one more before we go to the break or, Better the the day. So um, I don't do this ever, um, but I am going to, if not two years, the last three years, I'm actually going to make a list in what's probably going to be a notebook. And I'm going to write down the types of things that I've grown. So the varieties that I've grown, and I'm going to actually pen to paper, scratch out the things that I'm not interested in growing in next year. Um, I have an idea every year of what I want to grow. And then I come across some interesting things. And so I fold in a couple of things that I'm curious about, like this different type of pepper or something. Um, And then I try to figure out how to fit it all in. Right. You know, Uh like that's basically like how I come up with my garden plan. Um, And this year I want to make sure that I'm very um, um, diligent. in these are the things that aren't going to make it on my 2022 list period. Um, And this is what's left. Right. So then starting with that, I'm going to again, determine kind of what makes it into 2022 and what doesn't, because there could be some of the, the keeps that still don't make it. Um, I have to be a little bit more, um, specific with my summer garden because right now I'm feeling like, um, it's, there, there are not enough old standbys, there's too much wait and see, there's too much um, I'm not sure about this particular vegetable. Like maybe I try too many new things and not enough of the things that I know that are going to produce and what they look like and all of that stuff. That right. makes sense.
0: No, it, it totally makes sense. And I think there's something to be said. You know, for me, what I did for many years, and now I, you know, I've kind of stepped out of my comfort zone, and I'm going back into it. Is I grew the same thing for a long time, mm-hmm. but I got really good at growing those same mm-hmm. things, and then now I've, I've, you know, spent a couple of years, I've tried a new couple of new things, and now I'm back. You know, so I've, I've said, okay, I like this, I like this, I don't like this, yeah. bring it back. Go back to it, start, you know, and so I think what I'm going to do is like an every other year schedule probably where like I'm going to add a lot of stuff
1: uh-huh.
0: and each year just kind of get a little bit better and better at it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think, you know, growing those same things. I mean, it's just like I told you, we talked about the cucumbers, uh-huh. like those national pickling cucumbers. Like I grew Boston pickling cucumbers for 10 years. I know how they grow. Mm-hmm. I grew national pickling cucumbers. I have nothing but trouble for the past two years. hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're going back to Boston, what? right? I'm I'm, I'm going to come back, and my arms are going to be wide open, and I'm going to give a big old hug because <laughs> I'm ready. You know what I mean? And I've I actually read that they have an improved Boston pickling that is resistant to the mosaic virus. Mm-hmm. So um, somehow they have managed to do that. So I'm I'm excited about that. You know, it's one less thing I got to worry about. And that's just it's been they're quality producers. Yeah. Long story short.
1: Yeah. The, and one of the reasons why I want to go back two years for sure, um, maybe three, is because those years include like kind of the f- current footprint. I mean, I've added a couple of beds over the last couple of years, but I'm mm-hmm. just looking back and um, 2020, I grew less collards and I didn't like that I grew less collards. 2021 mm-hmm. or 2020, I grew a bunch of okra. Um, less than I did the year before that. And then this year, I somehow ended up with even less. And now I'm kind of like, I'm eating two pieces, two okra pods in a meal. Like what happened, right? Uh, So it's to go back and kind of do an inventory, if you will, on what really worked about. And we have video and pictures and all of that to really kind of hone in on how much of a certain thing. Um, Like, again, how much do I want to produce from okra, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to satisfy my tummy my refrigerator you know my freezer um as okra as an example and that's just that's poor planning is what it comes down to
0: well and i mean you get different amounts every year too but the thing with okra is do you plant one do you plant two or do you plant three because you could get so much okra that you'd have to move out of your house (laughs) you know it's it's really hard to tell and when you have such a limited space you just got to be careful yeah you know, and I think that's where, you know, you and what I was saying earlier is getting really good at growing those things. Like, I know how much space an eggplant takes, mm-hmm. you know, especially the variety of eggplants that I grow or the type. You know, I grow the long, um, like the Japanese eggplants, mm-hmm. the skinny ones. It's typically what I've always grown. So I know how big they get. You know, it's just like an term, like, I grew Roma tomatoes for years and years. And when I put that tomato cage out, I know that it's going to go about a foot over that tomato cage. I'm not going to have any issues. And now I'm so now I'm doing the indeterminate and I got a damn science project going out there. It looks like R2D2 stepped out into my damn garden. So it's, you know, but I know that now and moving forward every year, I'll do a little bit more, a little bit more. And it's just, it's part of what we do. It's part, I mean, that's why I love to garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because every year I learn something. Imagine if you didn't garden. What what the hell would you learn?
1: I mean, I think there are other things in life that I could learn, but. <laughs>
0: no, nah. no, there's not. No, but, um, you know, it's just one of those. So it's each year my plan is to just get really good at growing one thing and kind of hone in on each one each year so like this year's tuscanado kale mm-hmm. that you have recommended to me i'm gonna mm-hmm. do that instead of that nasty curly stuff i've been eating suffering through for years
1: yeah suffering through um it's more of like focusing on your standby, the things that you know you grow well that you enjoy and right. then making some room for some for me something new and interesting And I've not really kind of segmented it in that way. And I think I have this year, for the first year, I think I have more like question marks than things that are absolutely steady, you know? And I've grown enough different things over these last three years in particular, where I can really, I think I could come out with a bang out plan of these are the vegetables. And who knows what the hell is going to happen, but I could feel better about kind of what's planted and how much of things that I have and all of that stuff. And it should make the, Uh, seed starting process easier for me too
0: oh and um knowing what i like is very important but also knowing what you don't like and i don't like not growing a red tomato i said it it's out there thank you and knowing what i do like means i'm going to know what to cook more of so on that note we're going to go to the recipe of the day so this is our August challenge and I cooked this today and it was so good. I wanted to share it with everybody out there because it all came from my garden, every bit of it except for the sesame oil that I used. Oh, so I used, um, one Japanese eggplant cause this is only for me. Um, so, and you know, those again are the long skinny ones, two sweet peppers, one hot pepper, Two small carrots. Go ahead, throw three in. Doesn't matter. I was just being careful. Um, Five leaves of basil and a handful of fresh green beans. You put it all in the pan. Get your oil to warm or, you know, to whatever hot. I put in about a tablespoon or two of sesame oil. I added in the eggplant first. Then I put in the carrots and... excuse me. And then I put in the hot pepper and I added in, you ready for the kicker? Mm. I forgot to say this one. Green cherry tomatoes. I just threw those in whole and let them cook. And then I put in a handful of green beans, salt, pepper, and, um, just kind of fried them up. And then those sweet peppers I told you about, I put them in whole. I really am into frying whole sweet peppers this year. So I put those in and, um, Cooked them until, I would say I cooked them over medium heat until the eggplant was crispy. And then I ate it and it was amazing. How that were was, the, I mean, that's it.
1: How were the carrots? Were they chopped? Amazing.
0: Or? Oh, yeah. Everything sliced okay. except for the sweet pepper. Everything sliced except for the sweet pepper and the green cherry tomatoes.
1: And that's, it's, uh, a that's a, it's not ripe, right? You're saying green cherry tomatoes and they're not ripe, right?
0: Yeah, not right. Interesting. Yep. Yep. So don't sleep on those green cherry tomatoes because I added that tartness that was really important Mm -hmm, for the dish. mm -hmm. And that was it. It was really good. I will be having that again, maybe tomorrow.
1: Okay. Nice (laughs) done.
0: Actually, you know what? I'll wait a week. I'll wait a week. (laughs) So.
1: I have a favorite already, but I'm going to save it.
0: Yeah, save it. Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, one thing through this, too, is having to cook the way that we are and eat what we're eating. I've realized that my simple eating has really helped me out a lot because I am getting everything out of the food that I need, you know, that I have. And I'm not trying to, you know, oh, I need this, you know, I need cheese or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's really prepared me for that. Now, the sad part is I'll give you the nutrition for it. (laughs) So, Batavia and I looked it up. It's 318 calories and 19 grams of fat, 6 grams of protein, and 36 carbs. And all of that comes from the oil. <laughs> so, um, if you take away the oil, um, let me get it out of here. Yeah, just take it all away. No, don't take it out in steps. You would get... Uh, 158 calories 36 carbs And still your 6 grams of protein So the only thing It did is It added all that Fat to it Which <clears throat> I mean Is important But not 19 grams Of it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, yeah if, I, if it was me And it wasn't Right now I'd put some eggplant Or some um, shrimp In it Or something like that Or some tofu Or shrimp That would make it Like a full meal And maybe on a little bit Of rice Like a half a cup Of rice And then yeah. you have a, a good power meal but I don't have that option because I'm not growing rice plants, and I haven't been out fishing yet. Me and uh, David are going fishing to try and have food for lunches next week.
1: Okay. So. I have to actually start making some of my calls for the final week and the bartering I plan to do. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta gotta cast that net. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've cracked into the
0: eggs a few times, but I've tried not to crack into them too hard. Okay. But um. That's that Enjoy it It has no name <laughs> But I uh, mean, give it, it a shot I mean it's a
1: stir fry But I know how you feel About those so Yeah you know So I don't think
0: It's a stir fry Cause in my house A stir fry usually Includes garlic Ginger Soy sauce mm. And something else And this was just like a. It's more like a Thai uh, A Thai basil dish mm-hmm. We have a cookbook That's got like That's why I put the Basil in it But anyways everybody enjoy it you know i hope that what we are deciding to change in our gardens helps you maybe and you know maybe at least give you some insight in how we look at our gardens and our space and more in particular and decide what to change and we haven't even talked about flower gardens and stuff Mm -hmm. this is just the vegetable gardens go ahead patavia
1: and i just want to make a note like it it may sound as if we're being very critical of ourselves and our gardens. And that's kind of what this episode was about. Like we we were, right? You know, so we're looking in. There's a whole list of things that I won't change about my garden. You know, my summer garden in particular. Um, but my focus here, what we wanted to try to do is say, all right, we're in the moment. Let's see what we can learn from this moment and apply next year.
0: So I want to say this. Do you think, um, do you think I care about how critical I am about my own garden? because I'm I'm a critical son of a bitch when it comes to my my space. It's bad.
1: Did you see when I when I spoke and I looked away? It was because I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to oh. the listeners. <laughs> One, I'm, I'm I don't, I know you don't critical. care about being critical and I know you don't care about being perceived as being critical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's important though. It's important if you really and you know, I don't want to say you don't care about it, but like for me, I really care about my space. And it is important to kind of critique it and mm-hmm. dig deep because my goal is to always improve. It's to get more and more out of this small space. And that's the only way you're going to do it. I mean, it's not just going to happen. You're not just going to wake up and have this huge garden. You've yeah. got to make it happen.
1: Yeah. the re- I think the reason why I share that last bit, and this <clears throat> is important for or for folks that are listening, or at least for me it is, Um I never want when we do this kind of show and we kind of talk about change and all of that. I never wanted to come across as we're not grateful and we don't recognize how blessed we are with what we have been able to do and produce. Right. and I know you feel the same way. And oh, I, when sh- I kind of think back on like the last hour. It's like, oh, I want to see how I can do more or change this or, you know, I got too many too much okra one year and now like I, I don't want to come across like that right you know you're not Um and instead I wanted to be like I'm continually trying to improve and that's the way I roll
0: I think that our listeners will completely get that but I think if you weren't a gardener and they listen to us they'd be like listen to these jerks
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, I mean you you got to be in the game mm-hmm. to understand you know I think that's just how it is you got to be in the game <laughs> So,
1: I love that. So, you got to be in the garden game, like,
0: (laughs) you got to be in the garden game to understand this, man. This this conversation, uh,
1: yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah, this conversation is not meant for the non gardener. Let's just be straight up. But, and even if you've thought about being a gardener, you're close. So, welcome to the club. All right, everybody, be safe, keep it real, enjoy the fruits of your labor, and just. Have a little thought in your mind. What can you change next year to make your space just that much better? One thing. Pick one thing and let us know. Hashtag BYG podcast or DM us your pictures of your full garden. We'd love to see it. And until next time, go down and check out that t-shirt down below and our list to help you in your garden. Holla. See ya.